Welcome to the Hometime Podcast. Bush and Richie, we are back together. Welcome back. Well, thank you very much. It's good to be back. I feel a little bit under the weather still, but I'm OK. As they're going to hear about during the show, uh, particularly they're going to hear about your gag reflex, you're going to hear that at the end of the podcast, you're going to hear, hopefully, a little gem about gag reflex. This sounds like a podcast title, right? But I learned to relax my gag reflex via a lady on TikTok. Uh, so you won't hear that in the main bit. Right at the very end, you listen right to the end of the podcast, I'll reveal the technique at the end of this. Good to be back. Let's just get this straight out of the way just to update everyone. I was ill during my entire week off work. I can't believe it. Sick as a dog. Um, but look at the state of me. Look at the colour of me. <laughs> I still look ill. It's really bad. Uh, so just to take you back, the week before, the weekend before this uh, last one, uh, I did a DJ s- a set at the Shine On Weekender. Yeah. Little indie disco set, which was brilliant, and it was packed and it was fantastic. I had the night of my life, and after that, I fell apart. Because when you get over 40, right, when you get over 40 years old, if you do anything that's fun, your body then crumbles. <laughs> like one of them houses that falls into the sea <laughs> on the White Cliffs of Dover, off the, you know, you see on the news. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was convinced that I had... You know, coronavirus. Yeah. I was absolutely panicking, absolutely bricking it. And up until that point, I'd not done uh, a PCR test before. Um, so we, we always do lateral flows in the week and yeah. all that kind of stuff, but never done a PCR test. So I had to go into a tent uh, outside the range uh, in South End, a little bit like uh, that movie, The 28 Days Later. It was quite apocalyptic. Uh, and then um, in front of you, there's a table with like a mirror, yeah. and, and you get a little pack with like a stick that you put down your throat. A little bit like a task on Taskmaster. Uh, and can I just say, for the record, right now, to start off a brand new week here on Home Time, my gag reflex is a shambles. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't do it. I literally couldn't do it. I couldn't get it down. Have you done one of these things yet where you have to put you, the, the stick down your throat onto your tonsils? I have, yeah. It's, um... How did you... Because I, I was I was yakking like a cat. <laughs> you know that when a cat's about to be sick, it goes... <laughs> I couldn't do it. I've done I've, I've done a few of them. It's it's not fun. It's horrible. No, it's not fun at all. And I was just panicking because I was like, this is not this isn't working. I can't... I can't do it properly, and I so I ended up just doing the one up the nose, mm-hmm. put that in the bag, and then walked off. And then it, they texted me back saying it was inconclusive. <laughs> so look, I've gone back in again and done another. I had to go back in and do another one, yeah. uh, and uh, I did use a thing that I, I found online. But I don't, I'm going to get to that in a bit, right? Okay. Well, I thought because this is going to be this surely not just me that's got a problem with gag reflex mm-hmm. stuff, right? And this is learning for all of us. And what an unusual phone-in topic to start a brand new week of the home time show. I with. mean, you're back with a bang. What a what a bang! Talk about relaxing your gag reflex. So if you've got any tips on uh, or little tricks, because there are weird psychological tricks, right, yeah. that you can use to relax your gag reflex. It's out. They're out there. The only way I've managed to do it is do it in front of a mirror and a sink. So I know if it all does go wrong, I can just. So that's that's quite bleak though, isn't it? Because yeah, you're expecting. Very bleak, yeah. But I was sat there with like a hand mirror, like a you know the way like Rapunzel might brush her hair a load of times and like a nursery rhyme or something like that. Thinking there's got to be an easy way of doing this. So this is a, bearing in mind this is an unusual this is an unusual question to ask. But if you have a trick for relaxing your gag reflex, get in touch with Home Time tonight. Share it not just with Richie and I. Share it with everyone because it's going to yeah, help people out here. We're doing it. Yeah. What a start to the show. What a start to a brand new week. Rich Whitney's just tweeted to say. Brave subject, guys. Very brave. <laughs> we boldly dare to go to places other radio stations and other radio shows don't go. Uh, John says, focus your mind on counting prime numbers. What? I don't, what's a, I don't even know what a prime number is. A like prime, prime steak. No, a prime number is a number that can... There you go, see that it's... No. He nearly had it. Lost it. Okay, I'm going to have another on it. I know that 
49 is a prime number. Is it, though? <laughs> I'm not sure if it is. Or, or maybe just let's focus your mind on trying to work out what a prime number is. Can't remember what a prime number is. Because um, the reason why I got a problem with this, right, the reason why I got a problem with this, it takes me back, I remember being off school ill back in the day when I was a kid, and the doctor came out and did that thing. Do you remember, doc- I don't know if doctors still got them, but they got this thing like an old um, uh, stick from an ice lolly. Like a wooden dabber. Yeah, a wooden dabber, put it on the back mm. of your tongue, and I, I think I was nearly sick all over them. So it's the same kind of vibe. Uh, Gary says, uh, dentists uh, put a dab of salt at the back of my tongue, and it seemed to do the trick. A Dab of salt. Oh, thank you. So, lots to cover here. What the hell's a prime number? Is 49 one of them? And uh, thoughts on relaxing your gag reflex? A prime number, a number divisible by itself and one only. Therefore, 49, not a prime number. Oh. But is counting prime numbers a way to stop your gag reflex? What a topic to kick off a brand new week of home time. I was horrified at my gag reflex this week. I had to take a PCR test because it wasn't very well. And I couldn't do it. And I was thinking thousands of people... People must be doing these tests each and every day up and down the UK. Let's share a bit of common knowledge here and make it easier for people. Anonymous and Wigan says, us NHS workers have to do this every week. I, I do one or two PCR lateral flows every single week. Pray for us women whose pelvic floor is not what it wants. Gagging is not good, trust me. That's a can of worms, isn't it? It is. Still not sure I know what a, uh, <laughs> a prime number is. Uh, Paige, you got a theory for Bush? Squeeze your thumb in between your fists. Um, it really works. <laughs> so is this a little bit like um, uh, back in the old, the, the dad joke of pretending you've stolen someone's nose? You yeah. put your thumb in yeah. between oh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that yeah. Kind of, yeah. What, and how does, yeah. That, how does that help your gag reflex? It just does. It just psychologically, the squeeze of your thumb stops you from gagging. <laughs> wow. So if I, I've got two thumbs. So like I'm doing Good both. Good <laughs> You can do double thumb it, yeah? Both thumb it? That must be like turning up the power. That really is. Double (laughs) double no-gag reflex. But then, how would you then put the thing down your throat? Yeah, that's it. You haven't got hand to do it. No. It swings around about, doesn't it? (laughs) Now I understand why people only one thumb it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There you go. We've got Lenka on the line from the NHS. Uh, Lenka, you've got a suggestion about how you do this? Yes, I do. Hold your breath. (laughs) As simple as that. It, literally, just hold your breath, and I don't know what it is. You, you just, you, I don't know if it's you're, you're focusing on something else. Right. Okay. And I was, I was expecting a bit more to your theory than just literally holding no, your breath. Literally, literally, it is that simple. Hold your breath, and you can do the swab without giving that retching nastiness. But you've got to hold your breath with your mouth open. How do you do that? <gasps> well, the, the same as if you were swimming. I don't swim with my mouth open. <laughs> When you come, no, when you come when you come up to that air, yeah, and you go <gasps> before you go back under. Yeah, it's a really good think? point. I've always admired people who can just to take a departure from this a little bit. People who can who've got <laughs> snorkels on, right, and they go underwater with their snorkel. Yeah, but then they don't breathe it. They've got their mouth open. Couldn't do that. But the water doesn't go in their mouth. Have you ever wondered about that, Lenka? Uh, no, I don't. Really, I don't like um, snorkeling to be fair because I don't like my nose being covered. <laughs> <laughs> Prime numbers. We know more, more about you, Lincoln, than we needed to know. Thanks very much. Prime numbers, snorkeling, <laughs> gag reflex. It's, there's been a lot to deal with in the first hour of this show. Now, here's the thing. If you've had a bad Monday, there's always someone in a worse position than yourself. Imagine, all right, imagine getting the opportunity uh, to interview Adele, uh, but you work on uh, a large Australian TV show. Uh, but you've got to come to London to do the interview. 
All right, so this this chap it's big in it. It's a big, a big chance. Big right? old, yeah, yeah. Fly the other side of the world, all the way around, get to London, do the interview with Adele. All goes very well, and then at the end of it, Adele goes, "Did you like my album?" Because she's got a new album out. Might have escaped your notice. Oh, actually, I didn't really notice. Yeah, so, not yeah. many people talking about it. Um, <laughs> did you like the album? And they're all packing away. He goes, oh, do you know what? I haven't actually listened to it yet. Oh dear. Oh. oh dear, oh dear, because part of the deal of doing the interview was that you listen to the album. Uh, so the interview was then junked. He had to hand over his uh, tapes. Hand back over the oh, tape. Oh, no. And travel all the way back to Australia, get back. How's the interview go? I've come back with nothing. See, what I feel bad because, like, you know, nine times out of ten, you know what it's like, sometimes you just pretend, right? It's lied. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe he should have lied about it, but he was being honest and, and he's come back and bitten him on the bum. It, I, you, you've got to feel sorry for him. It's, <laughs> Poor bloke. It must be, just must be. And that must be the longest flight home as well. What am I going to say to my boss? I've come back with oh, nothing. That's awful, isn't it? I can remember once going to Westfield on uh, a bank holiday after Christmas when there was, like, sales on. Going down on the train, <laughs> going around all sorts of department <laughs> stores and coming back with absolutely nothing other than a, a citrus fruit um, uh, oasis. <laughs> Complete waste of time. <laughs> that's a long way to go for a drink. time, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so if you have ever gone on a really, really long journey for something but come back with absolutely nothing like this fella, Sydney to London, Adele interview, can the interview go back to Sydney? Tell us about it. Uh, this tweet here says, 1994, I was working at a summer camp in the States, travelled for 10 hours from New Orleans to Tampa Bay to go and watch some gridiron. <laughs> Got there, they were playing away. A lot of schoolboy errors going on here. I evening. would agree with that one, and in, in some fairness with the, the fella with the Adele interview. I, I'm going to throw my dad under the bus again with this one. Uh, I've mentioned this before, but I've just got to say it now. Um, uh, he organised uh, for me and my brother and him to go on a, before you laugh about it, a uh, trophy cabinet tour of Everson Football Club. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back in the days when we actually used to win stuff back in the 80s. And we, we went all the way up from like Trowbridge, where we lived, to, to Liverpool to stand outside Goodison Park. And we stood out there for like an hour and 15 minutes no one turned up it's like what is, what's going on and we had to get back in the car and go back home and he'd got us queuing at the wrong gate <laughs> and we've never forgiven him for that and in many ways it's, it's kind of a, a precursor to the doom that we all have now as an Everton fan do you know what I mean 8, 12, 15 Texas long journeys came away with absolutely nothing tell us about it amazing stuff coming in here on Twitter Matthew says I was invited to stay in France by a girl that I'd met in London and stayed in touch with I was persuaded to go by a couple of friends who said she was interested in me so I went after being collected at the airport, she said I should meet her boyfriend. That's a bit awkward, isn't it? Very awkward. Uh, Mark in Walsall, I went to Buenos Aires to do a marathon. I wasn't allowed in. Wonder why? What's going on there? I don't know. Deary me. Uh, Kirsty, uh, tell us about your long journey. Came back with nothing. What was it? It was a team meeting. And I'd go all the way from Godalming, which is near Guildford, and just drove for like three bloody hours all the way past Stonehenge and what have you, and get there, and they've cancelled it, and no one told me. Oh. <laughs> so, like, did you try and turn it into like a bit of like a, a day trip or something, and then seeing you were already there? Oh, yeah, a bit of sightseeing on my back. So, at what yeah. point did you. home until normal time. At what point did you find out that it was cancelled? Was it like the moment you turned up or...? No, literally, it was in a, I used to work for Superdrug and it was a manager's meeting and I went into the store, signed in at the front desk, went up like two, fl two flights of stairs and oh. the meeting room is in the back of the warehouse and it's just this dark room and black windows and like <laughs> I got a feeling that still still sticks in your craw to this day, doesn't it, <laughs> Kirsty? 
It does. It still comes back to me in traffic jams. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was a swimming pool engineer. I once drove up to the Scottish Highlands from Glasgow, 10 hours in heavy snow, to replace sand in their pool filters, to be told by the guy. Sorry, mate, meant to let you know, not to bother. Oh, my God, I'd be fuming. <laughs> Long journeys where you came back with nothing. There was no point. Darren on the line. Darren, what happened to you, mate? Um, well, each year we travelled out to Southampton with the intention of doing some Christmas shopping, finishing off. And we end up in a German beer market and never actually get around to doing the shopping. Um, get absolutely, um, you know. <laughs> and uh, just come out about a day or so later, um, empty-handed. Wow, so all that way to go and do all the Christmas shopping, loads of big plans, and you end up just get, having a few too many uh, Jaeger bombs and then get nothing done. Uh, yeah, more, more than too many, absolutely. So it's good fun. I love a German market. Oh, I love a German market as well. The pulled pork <laughs> rolls they have there are fantastic. I don't think it's the pulled pork rolls that's stopping him getting his Christmas shopping done, though. That's exactly it. <laughs> yes. Uh, one more story of uh, a long journey for nothing. Uh, Neil in Wales says, flew my auntie over from Ireland to see Van Morrison. She loves him. He was playing on a Saturday night. We thought we'd fly her over on a Friday, see Van the Man on the Saturday, fly her home on the Sunday. Been looking forward to it for months. Tickets on the mantelpiece for months. Rocked up at the venue. It was Chris Rock. <laughs> we looked at... <laughs> Imagine his auntie's face. We looked at the tickets. Van Morrison was on one night only, on the Friday night. Amazing. Home time with Bush and Ritchie, the show that has a radio station for every decade. And right now, it's time to jump through time. Bush and Ritchie through the decades. With Tesco Mobile. One of you could be winning some cash as we take you through the decades. Can you answer a question from each of the Absolute Radio Decade stations to back yourself 500 quid? And on the line, we have our contestant for this evening. It's Matthew. How you doing, Matthew? Welcome to the show. Well, uh, thank you for having the Bush and Ritchie. How you guys doing? We're good. good. It's about you, Matthew. Don't care about us. Uh, score your weekend <laughs> out of ten. Uh, weekend out of ten, I would say a solid seven. Okay. Ooh. What could have made it right up to ten out of ten in terms of the weekend? What was missing? <laughs> uh, maybe a couple of extra hours of sleep on the Saturday. I was up at about two o'clock in the morning. What have you been doing? Baker's hours. Oh, wasn't oh, what I was expecting. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> he was up baking. <laughs> uh, right, Matthew, let's take you through the rules. Seven questions, one from each of our sister stations. Absolute Radio 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s and the present, present day. day. 60 seconds on the clock to get all seven of these questions correct. You can't pass on a question. And when the time is up, the game ends. Simple as that. Makes sense? That makes sense to me. OK, now, what decade are you going to start with as we calibrate our time machine, Matthew? Ooh, I think got to go with the 90s. Ooh. It's going to start with the 90s, an interesting choice. Is it just me, or does Matthew sound a little bit like uh, Professor Brian Cox? Oh, he does. He's got a bit of that vibe. <laughs> yes. Sometimes the stars are all above us, and why not? Sadly, I'm not as ageless as he is. He is ageless in many ways. Uh, well, let's see if you have the brain power of uh, Professor Brian Cox as we go through the decades. Through the decades. 90s. Which popular actor voices Woody in the Toy Story franchise? Um, Tim Allen. No. Uh, well, Tom Hanks. Tom yes. Hanks. Noughties. Which team did David Beckham join after he left Manchester United in 2003? Uh, Real Madrid? Correct. No. Tens. Oh. How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful is an album by which artist? How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful? Mm. Uh, Mika? No. Um, no. Um, Don't say his name on this show. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. Um, how Big, How Blue, How Beautiful. 
uh, uh, struggling. Uh, tens. A tens oh, artist. Oh, in the machine. Yes! Yes. Now, which band scored their 10th UK number one album last week with Voyage? With Voyage? Come on, Matthew, you got it. Uh, it's going, it's going. It's, it's gone. gone. It's gone. Um, You're a loser, and you have lost. Well, do you know what? I can't think of anything worse than being trapped in the present day. <laughs> Which is exactly what's happened to Matthew. It's ABBA you were after. They did Voyage. Ah, uh, I, I would never have got that. Do you know what? You are the first person to be trapped in the present day. How are we feeling about being trapped in the present day? I mean, that's, I guess it's kind of like... Well, you depend, depends gained how your lots. Monday's gone, though, doesn't yeah. it, really? I mean, he's had a 7 out of 10 weekend, so <laughs> I guess you're kind of all right. Uh, Matthew, uh, hard luck. Uh, we're going to play again tomorrow, uh, which is uh, of no help to you. And if you can't wait until then, you can play Through the Decades on your Amazon smart speaker right now by simply saying, open the Through the Decades game. I was in the actual Tesco supermarket earlier on today. When I was at the um, uh, the pay-as-you-go till thing, the self-service till business... Oh, I, yeah. ..had a moment of uh, sudden thought there. Do you think the people that work in supermarkets at self-service tills, you know, the ones that have to go around constantly, um, you know, scanning their barcode to tell something that you're over 18 or remove something from... You put a bag in there oh. and that kind of stuff. You know, the people that sort of... Do you think when they go to bed at night, they lie down on the pillow, they close their eyes, they try and sleep, and then all they're hearing in their head is item in bagging area or <laughs> please wait for assistance? Because it must go off all the time. Imagine that, a little light flashing on top of their bed or something like that. that must, <laughs> I feel sorry for those people because that's kind of like purgatory, isn't it? Because yeah. you're constantly... It's like whack-a-mole. Always trying to make sure all the tills are ticking over. But I think if you work with anything that's like an electronic noise or whatever, it does stick in your head. I remember my brother being um, working at the arcade in the Pontins in Brixham, holiday camp, uh, and it had that uh, machine in it. Do you remember from when you were a kid there was like a, a machine that was um, a little horse race game? Yes. Place your beds now, please. You put like 2p on each. He would go to sleep with that in his head. Like, did you push him over the edge? I tweeted about this earlier. Lots of people saying at the moment, when they try and sleep at night, all they hear in their head is the team's call ringtone. Oh, that, yeah, that is horrible as well. <laughs> so there's a flashback for you for lockdown. If you work in a job where there is a sound that haunts you when you try and fall asleep at night, tell us about it. This person here tweets to say, I still dream of pulling pints and I haven't worked in a pub for 20 years. Imagine closing your eyes at night and you're you're imagining you're pulling a pint. You want to watch that hand movement if you're sleeping, you know, with... uh, Well, you wouldn't be sleeping with strangers, do you know what I mean? (laughs) In a dormitory. Yes. I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, James in Leeds says, I've been in, uh, I've been a GP for 12 years, uh, so not been on the wards that long. The sound of a bleeper on TV still makes me jump and think, where do I need to run to? Paul from Sutton-on-Trent says, Bush and Ritchie, I work near a superstore fitting windows and all we heard all day was, please remember to push the trolley off the end of the <laughs> conveyor. I still hear it in my sleep. Help me. Uh, Libby, what do you hear? Uh, the cardiac monitors from work in A&E. Can I you... hear them every night. Can you? What kind of noise is that? Obviously, without being flippant, but what kind of noise is it that they make? Bing, 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 bing. Oh, that's not a good noise, is it? No, I mean, it's even if it. Noise. Even if that was like for no, something that isn't a cardiac monitor, you know, that's a bad noise. It's a bad noise. You know, 
exactly. It's a bad noise. So especially when there's a little bit of... Ba- if I can hear something in the background, like the shower's running, I'm almost positive I can hear the binging sound. Wow. So in terms of having an alarm on your phone to wake you up, bearing in mind that's an alarmy thing that you have to deal with on a daily basis at work. Yeah. Have you got something nice and relaxing, like a butterflies or bird song or something yeah, like that? So I'm Absolutely. I'm woken up by bird song and wind chimes. I like to start my day chilled, even if it's not going to be a chill day. Love it. <laughs> You said at the beginning, and indeed you said during the podcast that you were going to tell us about the gag reflex. I want you to do it for me now. I'll do it for you right now. Here we go. The idea is, what we do, I I was obviously struggling to try and uh, do the whole (laughs) gag reflex thing to do my PCR test. Uh, As I was sat at the table in the test centre, I was thinking, I've got to do something about this. I can't have another null and void test because I can't put my little stick down my throat. I went onto my phone... And Googled this woman who's who's famous on TikTok for doing stuff. And she was demonstrating her methodology of relaxing your gag reflex. And what she does is the following. You put your thumb into your right hand, as a listener said earlier on, as you just heard, and squeeze that. Okay. Okay, squeeze that. But whilst you're doing that, put your other finger on your chin. So your index finger on your chin, squeeze yeah, your right yeah, hand, yeah, do that do for now. about 15 seconds. Then take the hand that, that, that was on your chin, pinch this, the little flappy skin you got between your thumb and your hand on the hand that you were squeezing. So open that up and pinch the skin between your thumb and your index finger. Yeah. And then, bang, if you go and do your gag reflex now, it, it doesn't affect you at all. Really? I, I swear to God, it is unbelievable. Bearing in mind, I was gagging with the, the stick going even just above my tongue. I could put my arm down there. It was unbelievable. That's mad. God bless TikTok. <laughs> 